Another episode of High Voltage with Double A starts right now. Doody 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 boop boop boop. Okay, just not not necessary. All right, we actually do have our own theme music, but I'm like, might as well could be coming in hot and coming and rolling. It just was well, not necessary. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. Um, we got a, an absolutely amazing one in store. Uh, before I, before we get back into live sports. Uh, I really want to set the stage with what I feel is necessary to do that for here on out, right? I've been meaning to do this since the beginning of the podcast. I even wanted this to be the second or third episode, and it just the time it just didn't work out. So the the way in which I'm going to be, do this is 124 franchises, and I may not elaborate on each one, but for each sport. The, the big four of the United States, we're, I'm going to go through the tiers of where each team falls into. And and then from here on out, when I'm discussing it, you should understand where I'm coming from, right? So let's get right into it. So here are my tiers for what really makes, uh, for how I separate one category from the others. So the first one, that's the top one, the best one. Is things that seem to always go their way. I already brought this up with Alabama. They always seem to be in the conversation for number one. They always seem to be winning it. They always seem that nothing could ever stop them at any moment, period of time. And you just can never count them out. That is the example of this tier. The second tier is winning. Winning is basically... Like, you are in the conversation for winning the title this year. Okay? And let me also say this. You can have a team that's in that fits the bill in multiple categories. But if that is the case, if I, cho- I have to choose one over the other, the one that I choose, I think, fits them better than the other one. Okay? Because I, I know some of some of these, like I could easily call the Bills my, my last category, and I'm going to get into what that is. But currently, where they are, and actually, you know, because the Bills have been losing, they look a little bit, I might, I might say that they're in the next category. So I tend to scratch that. Don't put the Bills in winning, because they, they haven't been. They're 7-6, that's not great. I would put them in stable. What does stable mean? Stable means is that you are not in the conversation to win. Uh, win uh, well, so I guess you could say the Bills are, but really at this moment of time they're not, especially with White out for the season, and the Bills all kind of like all over all, all over the place and still trying. to... So I guess the Bills would make my fourth. But let me just explain. All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. So stable basically means is that I know what direction you're heading in, right? I know that I can trust you enough, right? And and as as well as I go along with the other categories, this all this should be able to make more sense. Not stable and not dysfunctional to the public. So I'm kind of wondering if the Bills are going to go off the rails, they could actually fit in this one. Because teams that are 
not state. Well, actually, I'm sorry. So I don't know why I keep bringing up the, the bills. I still did not go through it yet. So you you you're gonna hear. It. I'm I'm looking at it, and I feel like I already told you, but I didn't. So again, jumping ahead of it, I I I I really do. I've been meaning to do this for a long time, and now I get the chance to. I'm already messing it up. So let me. I don't want. I'm not gonna start, but let me try to remember what I was saying before. Not stable and not dysfunctional. So you're talking about a team that is all over the place, right? But they're not dysfunctional. A dysfunctional team is what I'm going to get into the last category. And a dysfunctional team is, for example, like has a meddling owner, right? They have or a GM that has no idea what they're doing. Uh, you you're filtering a lot of head coaches, back culture, right? Those kind of things. So as long as you don't have that going on, but also at the same time you're a team that's just all over the place, performance-wise and everything else, you fit in this category. Rebuilding or about to. So this is my fifth one. Basically, it's a team that is currently in a phase, and they've been in a phase of rebuilding, and it's going kind of well. Or... You're dealing with an old team that's trying to squeeze out the last bit of juice, but I know it and everyone knows it. They're bound to head for a rebuild next year or the year after that. And then the last tier is losers and slash was dysfunctional. So this is where you're dealing with franchises who are bona fide losers that that haven't won in a long time. That have never won in their franchise, or the way in which they run their franchise is just dysfunctional. Think about the Knicks years ago, right? And we'll get into the Knicks when we get into basketball. So I know I messed it up, but now let me get into what teams in the NFL fit into these categories, and I'm going to do the same for all the leagues. So the things that seem to always go their way, this should not be a surprise. Chiefs. Buccaneers, Patriots. Now, the Chiefs and the Bucks are easy because they just made the Super Bowl and they have great rosters, great quarterbacks, great coaches too. Right? You can all understand why I would put them in this category. The Patriots, I recently did. Because of the coach, they have a good future with Mac Jones. Yeah, I think he's been okay. But they have a plan in place. Damian Harris, Stevenson seem to be a good Duo. And they also have, you know, other guys there. Great defense. Just a great, just great everything. A good enough owner. Uh, we can, you know, talk about his personal life if you really want to. But I'm talking about just football. Good coaches around Belichick. Like Josh McDaniels. And also, you know, like um, uh, Brian Flores, you know, he was the former defensive coordinator. Like, uh, and Matt, uh, Matt um, Vlabel was there too. Like, just good coaches come out of New England. They have a lot of good. And so I never want to doubt Bill Belichick. Just like I never wanted to doubt Tom Brady. So winning. So I already kind of, I really jumped it. But the Bills were here. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to put them in a different category in a moment, but they were in the uh, conversation to win the title, and now 
it's kind of like I guess ever since that Jacksonville win, uh, like they they lost to Jacksonville. It's just that might have been a killer to their season. Really, might have been. So winning. Baltimore. Now, I'm I'm kind of opting to change this out of this one too, because Lamar's out and a lot of guys have been out. But you can never really count Baltimore. I do love John Harbaugh. And I do really love Lamar, even though he's not really set up for postseason success. And just they 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 have been able to eke out wins. They really have. So actually, I'm gonna go. I'm kind of going on the fly here. So the Bills, I told you, I'm going to change the Ravens. I'm going to go stable. They're not in the conversation because they just have too many injuries. Just way, way, way too many. They're going to the Ravens are going to be in the stable category, and it's kind of it's kind of weird to only have three teams in the winning category. That being the Packers, they're always in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Cardinals, they're the one seed in the NFC. Kyle Murray have an MVP like season. Matt Stafford and great roster. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Odell Beckham, they trade, uh, they trade, uh, signed. Daryl Henderson, Cooper Cup having great seasons. They're in the conversation for the, the Super Bowl. The Ravens and Bills, for separate reasons, I would say not right now. They were at one point when I, when I did this. But as of today, I had to say that, that there is an editing change to the process. Stable. So the Ravens are stable. I can't see them winning the title, but they are a good, and I, I can trust them like franchise. The Colts, they kind of they kind of are all over the place, but they have a good foundation in place with Frank Wright, with the defense, with the offense, beside Carson Wentz, and they 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 realize that we should just run the ball, so they have a plan in place. That's good. The Titans. You could say they're they're in the winning category with the nine and four record. Well, I'm just I just don't necessarily like. I don't I don't think without Henry they're in the winning conversation, and I don't know when he's gonna be back. I don't even know there's gonna be a setback. Like I mean Zion Williamson, you know, like he keeps having multiple setbacks with his foot, and now Derek Henry could that possibly happen to him? Zion's been very frustrating to me, man. Um, the Chargers have been stable. Now, I wanted to put them not stable because they've been inconsistent. But after seeing them today, I'm like, okay, you know what? Fine. Eight and five is good. You're staying, you're stable, but you're not in the conversation to win a championship. The 49ers. Here's the thing. This one, I have to have a parenthesis in between. They're not stable. But they're not, uh, but but not necessarily rebuilding. They do have a plan in place, so I could have put them in the rebuilding with Trey Lance. I could put them not stable because they do have Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Still dealing with a few injuries, still dealing with like a weird ro- like roster. It once was great, and now it's like, eh. but they have a plan, and Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. So I will give them the better from doubt and call them stable. And they have been winning some games. 
they're right back in it after a slow, methodical start to their season. Now, not stable, but also not dysfunctional. The Bills. Now, again, this could easily change into, you know, once they fix what their issues are on defense and whatever, they could easily be in the title conversation. Josh Allen is just that good. But as of right now, where they are, 7-6 is not doing it for me. 7-6 will never do it for me. At any given point. You're not supposed to be 7-6. You're not supposed to lose to Jacksonville. Okay? I understand losing against the Patriots in the cold, windy weather. And the Bucks, I do. But losing, to, losing six games just seems unfavorable for a team that was very much favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Especially when the Chiefs were struggling. And now the Chiefs surpassed you. Also, you have the Bengals. The Bengals are so basically the Bengals are like the Chargers, but the Chargers seem like they figure out the Bengals are even more inconsistent, and they lost in overtime. They was they they they're lucky they didn't lose that game more. It it went to overtime, but still, it's a team where I just cannot necessarily trust them. They're not dysfunctional. They seem like they have a they, they have a good future in place. Maybe next season is their year. But right now, I don't think they're stable all over the place for me. Um Washington. The reason I don't have them rebuilding. And don't get me wrong, I do like Ron Rivera. But they're not stable because now you got Chase Young out for the year. Ryan's Fitzpatrick's out for the year. All you really need is just to put a quarterback in, and you should be fine. You should be okay. But I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback this year. I'm not. I don't think there's that many great college football quarterbacks. At least going to be taken in the top ten, and say that they're worth it, right? So I definitely do think that Washington has gone to the point. Where, okay, yes, fine. They are not dysfunctional. But because of their performance and because of the roster and what has, ha- what has happened to them, like injuries, they're, I can't call them stable. can't trust them with that. The Saints, I am very close to saying that the Saints are about to rebuild. But they have too good of a roster for me to admit that. Michael Thomas, yes, is out for the year. They have no really reliable wide receivers beside him. Tight end included. But they have a good defense. And if you think about it, Jameis did lead them to a winning record before he got hurt. And with that being said, I'm willing to give them a chance next season. So, of course, they're not dysfunctional to the public. But for right now, where they are, they're not stable. They're not rebuilding, obviously. And they're not going to with Sean Payton there. But they are not stable right now. And I think that's clear. The Steelers. Man, the Steelers is such an interesting one. I'll be honest. Mike Tom is a great head coach. But with the possible Big Ben retirement, no true successor. I mean, Dwayne Hasses is really going to be that guy. 
I don't know about that. I really don't know about that. It doesn't seem stable to me. The defense has been off the rails with the running. Running defense. I don't know about that. Can't trust them. Not right now. Dolphins. Mostly this is because of the, the, uh, the fact that they've been enticed into possibly training Tua. And also the fact that they had like 10 wins last year. And they started the season off 1-7. What is that? That's not good at all. Again, they're not dysfunctional. But I can't trust them. It's really what this category is. And I just gave you the f- six teams that fit it. And then easily... You have these teams that are rebuilding or about to. Now, it's only three teams. And trust me, there are a lot of teams in the last two that fit this category. But at least what separates them is that either they're not dysfunctional or they're not losers. So you could argue that the Panthers here, they are losers. They never won. But at least they've been to the Super Bowl. Twice, as a matter of fact. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking at another team that I'm calling a loser. I'll probably have to take that one back because like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want I want to be fair to both teams. But yes, again, the Panthers seems like they're it, the it's promising. And I know Matt Rule is on the hot seat, but for right now, it seems like they're getting a little bit better, and they just need McCaffrey to stay healthy. It's a big deal. He's a he's really a huge deal. They really committed a lot to him. A bit too much, but they committed a lot to him. And you can win with them. You can. Him and Hubbard. Broncos and Seahawks. These two teams play against each other. And now they're they're basically heading to rebuild. Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer. Unfortunately, Drew Locke was also not the answer. Um Trey Ray Von Miller basically telling me that you're not going for it, you're going to Try to rebuild. And first of all, I appreciate that. Be honest with yourself. But then you also have the fact you got something out of him. And you're still trying to win. That's good. But you don't have that long-term answer at quarterback. And the defense is coming a little bit. The offense is has is good on paper. Can be even better with a better quarterback. But the defense is worrisome to me. Even though you are a defensive mind uh, uh, head coach, Vic Vangio. Seahawks, it's it's like I said, you know, Pete Carroll, uh, Russell Wilson is getting older. They could trade him. Just not a good roster. Terrible defense. Really bad O-line. Bad running backs other than Carson, and he's just unhealthy. So, yeah, I think they're going to head into a rebuild if they're not already in one. If you call it, you know, the fact they have a bad record. Now we're dealing with losers and slash or dysfunctional. So the first one's the Browns. They are just losers. They have not won anything in a long time since, what, Jim Brown? Now, this is where it could get a little bit funny, right? And, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to be funny, but it is funny to me, though. The Browns are losers. And then I don't think they're going to win with Baker. And, and I bet money that they won't. Plain and simple. 
You're not going to, and they won't for a, a while. They probably need a different quarterback. Now, I know he's dealing with injury, shoulder, and whatever, but he is not a winning in the playoff like quarterback. Just give just give the ball to the running back. There you go. Chubb and Hunt. I need a quarterback that can actually win me the game. You are the reason why we win, and Baker's not that guy. Um, now, two teams that are losers and dysfunctional, the Jets and the Lions. I mean, do I really need to say anything more? You lose a Count Johnson. Um, I'm surprised the Jets even got to the championship game with Mark Sanchez, let alone twice. But what the last time he went to the Super Bowl was like Joe Namath, Super Bowl two, or three or whatever against the Colts, Baltimore Colts. I you just you just losers, losers and. Dysfunctional. Okay, the Lions seem to be out of dysfunctional track, but the Jets, you know, with all the head coaches changes and whatever, yeah, just for right now, both of you are still dysfunctional. Um, the Vikings are losers. Never won their franchise, and they're not going to anytime soon, especially if they keep Kirk Cousins. They might as well just look for their franchise quarterback in the draft this season or next year. Might as well start suing Lair. Might as well. Uh, the Giants. I'm considering them to be both. Mostly. Been, so I yes they did win in 08. And 2000. No 2007 excuse me. And then in 2010 or 2011 or 2012. In the early 2010s. But the reason why I'm calling them losers. Is the way in which they've gone about. Their rebuild, they go on about their draft selections, their free agencies. Like, they messed a lot of things up. You could say that's dysfunctional, that's fine. As a franchise, you can argue the Reds made, they're not loser esque. And I would agree with you. But the way in which they conduct themselves as a franchise over the past 10 years. Speaks loser to me. You pick Daniel Jones. You pick Daniel Jones. D- Daniel Jones and expect him. Uh, I'm the fact that you kept him for five years. The fact that you that you sign guys around him say okay now sign Purutras. They have a bad culture there, for one thing. They have bad management for another thing. So, technically, are they losers in the sense like I gave for the Browns? No, they're not. But to me, they are they are dysfunctional. And that has seeped in into how the franchise plays. And they are playing like losers. So then you got the Cowboys. The Cowboys, again are not necessarily losers in a sense like the Vikings and the Browns, where they haven't won in ever or a very, very, very long time. The Cowboys did win in the mid-90s. But that is too long of a time for me. And those Cowboys haven't won a lick in them playoffs. I mean, what, two or three games? Romo, Dak, whatever. That is just too long. Now, they're not dysfunctional. I don't know too, too, too much about Jerry 
Sun, whatever. Because they do win. But in the playoffs, they don't. So, yes, I will say that they are just losers. And now with the Eagles, they are just dysfunctional. They just won the Super Bowl. Went into the playoffs two, two seasons after that. Uh, two seasons in a row after that. But, yes, you do hear a lot of mismanagement with um, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman. You know, Howie's the puppet. Lurie is in making the, the calls, you know. I would definitely say that the, that the Eagles are one of the lone teams that are just dysfunctional. And also you're dealing with, you know, Nick Sirianni and the fan base, you know, making decisions. It's kind of funny to me. Um, another loser is the Falcons. The way in which you lost the Super Bowl, you still have never won a Super Bowl, only been in one. You're a loser. Enough said. The last four teams I did not say yet. They're both losers and dysfunctional. Without that much discussion. Jacksonville. Houston. Las Vegas. And Chicago. Chicago did win a lot. But. They haven't won since. And you're dealing with the Matt Nagy mess. And the ownership mess. Just mess. And how to, management mess of how to deal with all that. Raiders are a mess with Gruden, Henry Ruggs. Also, they just have drafted pretty poorly, uh, spent money poorly. It's really bad there. It's really bad there. So then you got the NBA. Again, trying to make this as quick as possible. So already, like I like I told you, the categories, we go right into it. This season is kind of played a role a little bit for, for, for the most part I'm trying to keep it just a small factor into how I see the teams Golden State everything just seems like it goes their way and I think that's reasonable they were dynasty took a little bit of hiatus and now they're back alright who's in the title contention Brooklyn Phoenix Chicago Milwaukee Utah I think that's easy enough. You know, and, and Chicago's pretty surprising with what they've done. Jamar DeRozan, Lazo Ball, good additions, Nikola Jokic, Vucevic, before that, they seem to be on, on the come up. I don't know how far they're going to go, but their full potential can be the conference finals. So we'll see about that. But, um, yeah, obviously the Bucks just won. The Jazz, all they need to do is make it run in the playoffs. Phoenix just got to the finals. Nets are easily finals worthy. So, we'll see. Yeah, we will definitely see. Uh, then you got Miami, Atlanta, the Clippers, Denver, Charlotte, and the Grizzlies there are stable. Right? Now, I know Memphis is dealing with a whole lot of injuries. And you got Charlotte dealing with the COVID situation. So at, if you want to say at this time that they're not stable, that's fine. But even without John Moran, Memphis is just is de- is still decent. Charlotte, that's not that's going to blow over at some point. They have a good core with Miles Bridges, Lamelo, T 
Terry, Gordon Hayward, uh, Mason Plumley, uh, PJ Washington, Kelly Oubre. They have a good, they have a good amount of depth there. Uh, they also have this um, Martin guy. So I know that right now it looks a little bit muddy, but I still like them when everything is all good and set and clear from from all that mess. Clippers, I know Kawhi needs to come back. They still are doing okay without him. Um, and, I, and I will say this. A lot of the teams that could be in the winning or stale conversation, they're at the end. I, I said the end trumps the stable winning category. So that's why it's a little, it's a little bit weird that I put a team like the Grizzlies or the Hawks as stable. And barely. Barely stable. Because the Hawks have been a little bit up and down this season. But I still... Again, love their talent, and they can they can go back to the conference finals. Even though I don't think they will. They just need another like superstar esque. So I'm not sure John Collins is really like that guy superstar. I'm not. I don't think you can call him that. Uh, Miami, I, they just had a great off season, you know. And I and I do really love their roster. And imagine if they get all healthy, you know. Like Bam is out for a while. Uh, Victor Odeo has still been out. But they still got great players, man. And they got a great head coach. So they're not in the title contention. Had to knock them down a peg. But they're still stable. They're not going that much anywhere. They're not going to go that far. Um, and then you got... Uh, yeah, so the Clippers, like I was saying, Kawhi Leonard, um, not there. But you still got Paul George and, and, and Ty Luce, a good coach. They still got some wins. They're not, they're not as, uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I might as well get to the next one. The Lakers. They're, they're not the Lakers. They are not stable. And I do think part of me thinks that they are dysfunctional. It's just they're not dysfunctional to the public eye. So you're dealing with a lot, a lot of blame going around. And I just don't like the pairing of Russ, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. LeBron missed a lot of games. Davis misses games here and there. And Russ just keeps turning the ball over a whole lot. And then they just have an old roster. Doesn't gel well. May take some time, sure. But they should still win regular season games. Just regular season games. Not posting games. Regular season games. And they're not. And then when it comes to the Mavericks. Luka seems out of shape. He seems exhausted. Also, the fact that you are dealing with the first year, uh, first, uh, not first year head coach, but this is his first year with the Mavericks. And you're just dealing with just a whole lot of, like, is Chris Stapps going to be traded? Also, the roster's a little bit out of sorts. You know, it's not a great roster, like, with Kleber and Hardaway. Finley Smith is a fine player. Uh, but it's just, uh, Jalen Brunson has been doing pretty well. But it's just weird to me. How that all, you know, sizzles out, does not seem stable, man. And the, and the way that they're playing is also not stable. So then you have rebuilding or about to, right? The Celtics, the Cavs, the Spurs, the Raptors, the Thunder, and the Pistons. So the only t- so when you have rebuilding or about to, most of the time you might say they're dysfunctional or a loser. Because most losers are rebuilding because they're not winning. 
but the only one you could argue that is a loser based on their history is the Thunder. And they did go to the finals with uh, Kevin Durant, Westbrook, and James Harden. Um, and they almost went to the finals again. But I do really love, I think his name is Sam Presti, with the Paul George trade and getting a lot out of him. And also uh, getting a lot out of uh, Russell Westbrook. So I do have a, I I do have a good feel with their rebuilding. That um, I'm not going to consider them losers, and definitely not dysfunctional. So then, the Spurs, they're trying to win. I don't think they're going to. You can say that they're officially about to head into a rebuild, if people do not consider them already. So I do like the I do like some of their pieces, like Devontae. Dante Murray having a phenomenal season and just not that many other great pieces around him. So, yeah, I think they will have to head into a rebuild and officially call it that sometime soon. Cleveland is currently rebuilding and it's unfortunately Colin Sexton's out for the season. Darius Gunn has had a great season. Ricky Rubio has been a good fill-in. You could say they, why would you put them there if they're in the playoff conversation? Mostly because I, you have Evan Mobley, right? You have Jared Allen. You have a lot of young guys, and I'm not sure if you're going to finish the season out strong. I'm not sure you're going to go to the playoffs. In my opinion, that's irrelevant. You're still trying to build a great core, great group development chemistry together. Brian Lowry, right? He's young too. So, it's not just one thing or the other. Right? Celtics, they're about to. It's just Jalen and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. It's sad, but I don't think they're going to go anywhere with that core. They really did mess it up with Danny Ainge, and now they're just going to have to head into an official rebuild. Not right now, but they will. Uh, the Raptors and the Pistons, they, they Pistons have one in their history. The more recent one being 2004, Raptors being with Kawhi. They are currently rebuilding. Scotty Barnes seems like a good player. Fred Van Fleet's still there. Um, Siakam is there. Uh, Kate Cunningham is there for the Pistons. Jemani Grant is there with the Pistons. So they have a fine future. Um, But yes, unfortunately, they are currently rebuilding right now not having the playoffs really in mind. And if they do, they're pretty lucky. So now we're dealing with losers or and dysfunctional. So the Knicks and the Wizards, they're just losers. Okay. I don't think the Wizards ever won. Maybe they did when they were the Bullets. But yeah, the Knicks, long time since they won something. And I don't know the last time they've been to the finals. But yeah, they're just losers. They're you're they're lucky by the way in which they're playing and the way in which they, uh, the Knicks played last, that they're not considered dysfunctional to me. But they're borderline dysfunctional based on their recent memory. Uh, Timberwolves, Kings, Blazers, Sixers, and Rockets. They're both losers and dysfunctional. Rockets kind of bossed the James Harden situation uh, as well as now they're kind of bossing John Wall, making him angry about not having him start. Even though they are right about that, it's still kind of like, you know, you're upsetting a, a player that's really respected in the locker room. 
Uh, the Sixers still have not traded Ben Simmons. And until they do, they're going to be considered dysfunctional, man. And they lose because they won with Dr. J, and that was it. They went to the finals with Allen uh, Iverson, and they did not go anywhere with Jalen Embiid and Simmons other than the second round. So that's pretty bad. Um, the Timberwolves, the Kings, and the Trailblazers, what more, much more do I have to say? What was the last time any one of those teams went to the finals? And then we all know the Trailblazers are really going through a bad, really bad situation right now with the front office management, right? Damian Lillard wants to be the highest paid player. You just fired general manager. What is the owner thinking? Um, what is um, the head coach thinking? You just hired him. Um, people didn't like that hire. It's all over the place with them. No stability there. Kings have always been dysfunctional. For the like, you ruined Bookie Cousins, and now it's like you're 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 ruining Marvin Bagley, and potentially Darren Fox too. Actually, uh, the Timberwolves new management coming in seems like something brewing going on. But yeah, the no doubt in my mind they're losers though. No question in my mind. Um, the Pelicans, Pacers, and Magic rounded out. They're losers. What was the last time they did anything? The Pelicans have been in the league long enough for me to consider them losers. Magic were in the finals with Dwight and Shaq. Did not win anything. Uh, and that was a long time ago. Both of them did nothing. And the Pacers, don't even get me started. You did nothing. So then MLB. Now you might say, oh, wait, you forgot about MLB free agency and the transactions. Yes, a lot happened, I know that. But I am going to wait for a friend of mine, and we're going to do it together. One by one of what happened, we analyzed it. So that should be coming up soon, and go look forward to that. Uh, and I'm really going to try to make this quick, because we are at the 90-minute mark, and that is way too long, way too long. So the things that always go the way, this is obvious, Houston and, and the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers always seem like they head to the World Series or the Championship Series. The Astros, seeing they make the World Series every other year, just fits the definition to me. Plain and simple. They win and they go far in the playoffs. Um, who is in the, who's in the conversation right now to win the World Series? So again, kind of think about the free agency, but not really. Um, you have the Braves. The Rays and the Red Sox and White Sox. That should be rather simple. You could see either one of those teams hold the trophy. Um, but the teams after them, it's a little bit more not so sure. I don't think so. The Blue Jays, they're still pretty young. The Mariners are very young, but they did sign Robbie Ray. Um, the Cardinals, they did sign Steven Matz, and they still have a good court coming back next season. And they, st- they finished the season off strong. They just had to play one game. They happened to lose it. And then Milwaukee's always in the mix. They're always in the uh, playoffs, it seems like. And it's just a matter of, are they really going to go far this year? Most of the times, no. So then, who's not stable? But they're not dysfunctional to the public eye. San Diego. uh, They just recently hired a manager. But unfortunately, they did not even make the playoffs after all their big moves and trades from the offseason and during the season. And Fernando having an MVP-like season didn't go anywhere. Yeah, that's not stable, man. You're supposed to do something and you didn't. I can't trust you. You're not stable, man. The Yankees, they're not dysfunctional. 
but they have they have not really been anywhere in a long time. I can't trust you, but I know that you have a big enough reputation, and all, uh, that um, that you of course you're never going to be rebuilding, never. You're never going to be a loser, and you're never going to be dysfunctional. So I had no choice but to put them in this category here. The athletics. It's not stable in terms of, I don't know what they want to do. I keep hearing about Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, are they going to get traded? They did not re-sign um, Starry Marte. Last season, they did not go out and sign Marcus Simeon, who had an MVP-like season. They could be rebuilding. Could be. I'm not sure they're going to even try to win to the point where, like, you know, like, we are going to try to finally try to find a way to win. They're borderline losers. Borderline losers. Because they haven't won since the Dennis Eckles League days. Rebuilding or about to. This name is going to be, you're going to laugh in my face, the Giants. Having just won 108 games, I think they're really going to regress. They lost Kevin Gosman. Um, I don't think they're going to re-sign Chris Bryant. Um, but suppose he retired. They are going to really regress. And there's not much that Gabe Kapler and Co. can do. The D-backs, the Nats, the Royals, Tigers, and Cubs. Yes, the Tigers did sign Javier Baez. But but these teams are just in a phase where they, they try to win. The Nats did win. The Cubs did win, the Royals did win, but they're uh, but they're in they're still in their rebuilding phase or just beginning it, and they're not ready to win just yet. Maybe next year I can see Detroit, the Royals, try to win next season, but for right now they don't have the pieces to compete with the with the teams I've said in the first two categories, and then the losers or dysfunctional. So the only dysfunctional team I have is Cincinnati. Now they're a fine team. They have they haven't won anything in a long time since Pete Rose. But what I will say is that they will they will not trade Trevor Bauer. But you're telling me. That you will trade Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo. They got nothing out of Bauer. They gave a lot of Bauer and didn't re sign him. But then you're going to trade away Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. Or at least you're telling me that, right? You're all over the place. What does management want? They're trying to win, they're trying not to. They're not going to re sign Nick Castellanos. You're never going to get that shortstop. You know what? They're both. They're both losers and dysfunctional. It's. Horrific. The Rockies, I think it's clear they're both. Um, the Twins are losers. I mean, what was the last time? Uh, probably in the mid '90s. Um, the Angels since early 2000. Uh, dysfunctional because they just really made poor decisions. Mostly the general manager being dysfunctional, not necessarily the owner. The Pirates, Rangers, uh, Orioles, Indians, small market teams. Um, the Rangers have had success going to the World Series, but just lost it back-to-back years. You're losers to me. Okay, you don't spend a lot of money. You don't want to spend a lot of money. And then even if you make it like the Rangers do, choke. 
So then, what about the Phillies? They did win in 08, but since then, they have been absolutely trash. Bad culture, um, bad decision-making, bad man, bad uh, management all around. It's really bad. Really, really, really bad. I don't think it's going to get fixed anytime soon. It's beyond paying for players. All right. The Marlins and the Mets are both. Marlins is obvious. But why the Mets? They just signed Marte. They signed Scherzer. Escobar. You know. Also, um, Marcana. Why? Well, they haven't won in a long time since 1986. And you're dealing with a new manager. New owner. Scandals. Right? GM scandal. Carlos Beltran scandal. Owners always on Twitter. That's that's that doesn't sound good to me. And then also, of course, the fan base also talking out of out of their arse all the time. So then, last thing is NHL. So I actually had help on this. His name is Mr. Cordone. I went to high school with him. He actually goes to the same university as I do, and I wanted. Give him a shout for thank for um, all his hard work, doing it timely, not giving me any problems at all throughout the process. All the words I'm about to say are his words. Okay, I will tell you if they're my words or that if we agree on something. But mainly, this is all him, right? There are a few things we do disagree about. Like he told me something, and I'm like, no, this actually fits into this category better. You know, whatever. And it is my tears. He mostly was just trying to like lay out what what where the teams are right now. Um, more so, that, like again, my tears are a bit funny, a bit weird. So if we do disagree on something, I don't think we're going to necessarily disagree too much. If we do, I will tell you. But the easiest one is uh, things that always go their way is the Lightning. Back to back championships, they're a dynasty right now. Everything is going in their way. Okay, everything. Everything's going their way. So then let's get into Alex's words here. Where are teams that are currently in the, the in the the cup conversation right now? The hurricanes. So this is what he has to say. No real weaknesses. Goaltending were question marks entering the season, but they've been excellent. This along with a deep defensive core makes the Canes the best defensive team in the league. Forwards are solid. And they're very well coached. They play a very structured game that's tough to play against. The Florida Panthers are next. Arguably the best goalie duo in the league with Bobrowski and Knight. Top forward group with superstars like Barkov and Herbert Du, along with a solid blue line. So I cannot pronounce these last names. You can obviously tell that. Um, let me just double check something here. The Avalanche. Slow start for this team, but they have so much talent. They've been with the, with of course missing the best player Nathan McKinnon. They've had injuries all along the blue line so far. Once they get healthy, they will certainly rise back to the top of the standings. Only question is if they can make it. If they figured out how they make it past the second round, to which I think they will. I definitely do. They think they will. The Golden Knights. I mean, they they've been to the cup and they've been you know. 
they're definitely a winner in my, in, in my book because they still have that, that kind of record and, and trust in me. But this is what he says. Decimated by injuries. Um, they they added Eichel, and this this and it makes the team the biggest cuff favorite, as the center ice position has their has been their biggest weakness. Their chance of winning a cup largely depends on Eichel can come back healthy, and be the same player. And then we have the Maple Leafs. Tons of great forwards on this team alongside Jack Campbell, who's having a career year and putting himself in the conversation for the Spenza. Trophy. It seems like this team finally has all the pieces it needs to win a cup. So they could have been a loser. I know from a lot of team, uh, people I talk to that love uh, that love hockey, they always make fun of the Maple Leafs or the Canucks. But still, if what he's saying is true, I hope that they do get past the Lightning. I really do. Now we are getting into teams that are stable, not in the conversation, but teams that I trust. Who Alex? trust this is what he says about the capitals this is his favorite team played extremely well given the injury uh, injuries to backstrom Oshie, ello wilson Hathaway. if everyone is healthy this team belongs in the tier above in the conversation to winning the cup but since the capital uh, capitals are also one of the older teams in the league this is a big if goaltending is young has been great it's hard to count out ovechkin so it's possible, certainly possible, they could win, but there's just so many questions at the moment right now. Then you also have the Flames. You also have the Blues. You also have, um, I was about to say the Jets, but we actually disagree with that one, so I'll get to that one in a second. Uh, the Wild and the Rangers. So this is what he says about the Wild. This is just a really, really good team all around. Good decor. A lot of very good two-way players up front. With Kompravov taking another step forward this year, he gives this team a superstar they've been missing for the last decade. Goaltending is a bit concerning, preventing them from being a team above. Now, he also says the Rangers, and he also says um, the Ducks are also teams that are stable. Right now, and and, and I kind of factor in the, the the standings a little bit this year too. So not necessarily in um, in basketball, but in NHL and NFL, I did do that. So then, what about a team that is not stable? You know, a team that's all over the place and a team that I can't trust, but it's also dysfunctional to the public eye. The Islanders. I gave this team the benefit of the doubt given their lengthy road trip and COVID situation to start the year, but this team has played poorly. The lack of talent on the roster and the age of the team are very concerning. Trotz is a great coach, so I'd be surprised they rebound, but they dug themselves into a significant hole, and that's big. It's very, I mean, that's too big, too big to me. Um, the Oilers, high-end talent. Just a question of whether they can finally translate that into playoff success, which is a huge if. I, I always worry about that for me, for me personally. Continuing what he says, on a bit of a slump right now, prompting the same questions about this if this team has the depth needed to, to, to have playoff success. The Bruins. 
Now, we kind of disagree with the Bruins. He says they're stable. I'm not saying they're stable. Mostly because of their age, right? And I kind of see them potentially making a rebuild. They're going, I think they're going to have one last effort. But I, I don't see this team like being all like winning. He says team defense is a problem. And they have they have a lack of depth with the forwards. So that's that's two big things to me that just are not stable. Um, then we also have the Jets. Uh, we disagree with this one. Uh, he thinks that they are stable, and I think that they're they're not. Um, this this is mostly because actually you know I'm going to just sum it up by saying this. He there is a lot of talent. One of the best goalies in the league. Very good team, but they never seem to make it out of the second round in the playoffs. Like they, they always have disappointed me. So I guess maybe this is a little bit personal for me, but still, like other than that, yeah, they can be stable, but they need the playoff success really does matter to me. And oh, and I, and I guess it always, always has. Um, the Predators is another team that's not stable, um, n- not dysfunctional. They were supposed to be rebuilding. It seemed, it seemed like now you know, like they're kind of like getting somewhere. So I don't know exactly which one it is, right? Also, the age is a huge thing too. Like, so which one is it? Uh, and then the Kings. Let me just see if I can find this one. Uh, they, he, he didn't say anything for the Kings. So yes, it's a, again, I don't know where the Kings and the Predators. Uh, they're not rebuilding, but they're not. I can't trust them. They're not obviously winning, so they're not dysfunctional, obviously. So it's more so just in the middle, right? Rebuilding. The Kraken is obvious, so I'm not even going to go into that one. The Kraken is very obvious. This is the first season. They didn't pick that much talent from um, the expansion draft, so we expect they're not going to be like the Golden Knights. They were just not going to be. Um, and then there's a few things that we did disagree with um with 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 this one so let me see if um if i can find the canadians is one where he says a really bad team so he's he put this in dysfunctional but i'm reading to you as if they're rebuilding a really bad team that lucked his way into a cup appearance stuck in an awful spot where they can't rebuild due to the success last year and they can't compete either. With really bad drafting, this team's in trouble. So unfortunately, that does not necessarily fit either definition of losers or dysfunctional. You could say dysfunctional, but he didn't say anything about management or the owner. So they're about to rebuild. Whether that's this season or next year, if they can't do it with all those veterans and maybe all money, they're about to at some point. So that's where me and kind of disagree. But he still had, we're, we're basically talking about the same thing. They're an old team. That's just in a really horrible, in-the-middle-like spot right now. Um, the Devils, a team that has been rebuilding the past few years and is finally starting to be competitive. Unfortunately, as of right now, they're kind of low in the standings. They will be competitive at one point, but, but they are uh, but not just yet. So me and him do disagree with that with the Devils and the Red Wings as well. Um, I'm also trying to see it, uh, and I, like I said, we also disagree with um, the Canadians. Uh, but the next team is uh, the the Penguins. 
the Penguins, we disagree on because he thinks that they're stable. But I know that they're going to head into a rebuild soon. And he says that. Another, his words. Another older team dealing with their fair share of injuries. Crosby and Malkin have missed most of the season so far. That's already not a good sign. It's tough to win without your two top centers. And while they certainly have, haven't been good as Washington so far, these are just two teams that have just been so dominant the last day that you just can't count them out. I understand that. But I'm also considering the future and their age does not help their case whatsoever. Um, so then let me get into the stars here and then we're finally going to hit the last category. So the stars, I, I mean, it's kind of like the same tune that, I, that I've been singing on uh, age, right? Unlike the other teams in this tier that are finally on the other side of the rebuild. So we call them also stable, which again, it's mostly just rebuilding uh, and I know they had that one run in the in the championship just like the Canadians and they lost to the lightning but but still you know like you, it's not like a fluke thing I can't call them a loser because of it um, this team is old and has underperformed so far they have the talent to turn around but if they don't start winning soon it might be time for a rebuild exactly how I would put it for a team that's rebuilding or about to rebuild um, Losers and slash or dysfunctional. So the Sabres are both. He put the Sabres as rebuilding. I ha also have those dysfunctionals. The only difference that I have between them. Ma mainly because of the Eccles thing, right? And I explained that in my second episode. Like the player wanted to get surgery, the, uh, this kind of surgery. The other team wanted to get like a fusion, something like that. But this is this is what he uh, and uh, and what he said also makes them dysfunctional in my opinion. They can finally commit to the so after the Echo Saga is now behind. They can finally fully commit to a rebuild again. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's they do have decent prospects. Don't get me wrong, a chance to land a true franchise player in the upcoming draft. But still, they did it with Eichel. They didn't do anything with him. Might just be a cycle for all I know. Uh, the Coyotes. So he said he was also rebuilding, but he did agree with me. Could be a tier below, but he, but this is what he said. This team has made some smart decisions in the offseason, taking advantage of the flat salary cap and positioning themselves to land a high draft pick in the next few drafts. So, I get it. I do. But they have been losers. Okay? They have been losers. They are rebuilding, but for the most part, I have losers trumping over rebuilding. Same thing with the centers. Right? He has them as rebuilding. Um... I have as losers because they haven't won anything in their franchise and if they did very much a long time blue jacks he has them as like you know kind of like like middling ground i have them as losers what if they won in their franchise not much um but the two that we do agree on is the blackhawks and the canucks so with the blackhawks he's a scandal after scandal agent core that's underperformed management has gone all in on winning, but yeah, but it's exactly put. They haven't really done that much performance-wise, and it's scandal after scandal. So really, two really bad combinations there. But this is what he says about the Canucks. Lots of talented players, but they've been terrible the last few years. Rumor is that ownership is too involved with the management of the team. It's difficult how they get out of this rut without starting over. New coach has had a lot of success with the Caps, Ducks, and Wild. He's an old school coach. We'll see how that translates with this young team. 
they, they could rise out of this tier. But again, for right now, where they are, we both agree they are dysfunctional and um, and and losers. With the Blackhawks being just dysfunctional, they won a lot of titles, but they're dysfunctional right now. So this, and then the last one we disagree, and it's the Flyers. Like he thinks that they are stable for right now because he he probably likes the direction in which they're heading. That's what he says. And then we are done with this podcast. This is finally. Uh, it's a bit like I said. We had a lot of stuff to get into. Um, he said Carhartt looks like he's back on track finally, being a dominant goalie, which is crucial to the success of the team. Despite him rebound, the offensive defense has been terrible. They fire their head coach. Which is the right direction for this team, but it's flawed. This team is flawed. It may time. It may be time to trade away the piece of their core, Grutz, Cooney, and Grutter. So you could say, "Oh, what about rebuilding?" They're about to rebuild. Yeah, I could see that, but I have them as both a loser and dysfunctional because of that. An offseason that was really aggressive, a little bit too questionable, and. You have them. You have them as a team that hasn't won anything in a long time. So that's very, very, very questionable. Very, very questionable to me. So I'm going. To, I'm going to have to disagree with him. I'm going to have to go both losers and dysfunctional. As much as I hate, I, I do like the Flyers. I mean, they're. Fine, a fun team to watch sometimes, but yeah, they've been terrible, and I don't want to hear anything more terrible about them. So thank you, Cordone, for doing that, and it, maybe you come on to the show sometime. We can really talk hockey in person, especially when the playoffs come around. But either way, for this episode, that is it. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, if you guys have any feedback, reach out to us on social media, and definitely check out any of those episodes if you haven't tuned into that. But either way, I'm Double A. I'll catch you on the other side. See ya. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with Double A.